welcome everyone to our children's Christmas program tonight, and we got all these young people sitting here just anxious to go. And uh, I will say just one thing about this uh, little light you have here. Uh, you just twist the bottom of it, all right, and it should light up on you. And so uh, I'll tell you what you can do. Uh, Brother Jared, if you want to just kill all the lights except up here, if you need to see something, you can use this, all right? So go ahead, Brother Jared, and kill the lights there, and they, they, the old people can sleep, all right? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding, Arnold. Amen, all right? But praise God for it, amen? So just uh, screw the bottom of it, and it should light up. And, uh, and if, you do, if yours doesn't, then we'll try to get you another one. Amen. All right, Brother Tony, you come and lead us in a song, if you would, please. Take your hymnal and go to page 95. 95. We're going to sing Joy to the World. Let's stand together. We'll sing verses 1, 2, and 4. And one, two, and four. Joy to the world, the Lord is come. Let earth receive her King. turn this over to you. He's the man that's done all this, and he's got a good supporting cast. So, Brother Will, y'all come. born unto a son given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. Of the increase of his government and peace there shall be no end upon the throne of David and upon his kingdom to order it, and to establish it with judgment and with justice from henceforth even forever. The zeal of the Lord of hosts will perform this. Micah 5, 2. But thou, Bethlehem Ephrathah, though thou be little among the thousands of Judah, yet out of thee shall he come forth unto me that is to be the ruler in Israel, whose goings forth have been from old, from everlasting.
In the sixth month, the angel, Gabriel, the angel Gabriel was sent from God unto a city of Galilee named Nazareth, to a virgin espoused to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David, and the virgin's name was Mary. And the angel came in unto her and said, Hail, thou art highly favored, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. And when, he, and when she saw him, she was troubled at his saying, and cast in her mind what a manner of salutation this should be. And the angel said unto her, Fear not, Mary, for thou hast found favor with God. And behold, thou shalt conceive in thy womb, and bring forth a son, and shalt call his name Jesus. He shall be great, and shall be called the Son of the Highest, and the Lord God shall give unto him the throne of his father David. And he shall reign over the house of Jacob forever, and of his kingdom there shall be no end. Then said Mary unto the angel, How shall this be, seeing I know not a man? And the angel answered and said unto her, The Holy Ghost shall come upon thee, and the power of the highest shall overshadow thee. Therefore also that holy thing which shall be born of thee shall be called the Son of God. Amen.
2, 8 through 20. And there were in the same country shepherds abiding in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them, and the glory of the Lord shone round about them. And they were sore afraid. And the angel said unto them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. And this shall be a sign unto you, ye shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was the angel of multitude of the heavenly host, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on, and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. And it came to pass, as the angels were gone away from them into heaven, the shepherds said to one, one to another, let us now go even unto Bethlehem and see this thing which has come to pass, which the Lord hath made known to, unto us. And they came with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the babe lying in a manger. And when they had seen it and made known abroad, saying which was told concerning the child, and, and all they heard it wondered all at those things which were told them by the shepherds. But Mary kept all these things and pondered them in her heart. And the shepherd returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things that they had heard and seen, as it was told unto them. Matthew 2, 1 through 11. Now when Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of Herod, the king, behold, there came wise men from the east to Jerusalem, saying, Where is he that is born king of the Jews? For we have seen his star in the east and are come to worship him. When Herod the king had heard these things, he was troubled in all Jerusalem with him. And when he had gathered all the chief priests and the scribes, the people together, he demanded of them where Christ should be born. And they said unto him, In Bethlehem of Judea, for thus is written by the prophet. And now Bethlehem and the land of Judea are not the least among the princes of Judah, for out of thee shall come a governor that shall rule my people, people Israel. Then Herod went, when he called privily called the wise men, inquired of them diligently what time the star appeared. And he sent, sent them to Bethlehem and said, Go and search diligently for the young child, and when ye have found him, bring me word again, that I may come and worship him also. When they had heard the king, they departed, and lo, the star which they saw in the east went before them, till it came and stood over where the young child was. When they saw the star, they rejoiced with exceeding great joy, and when they come into the house, they saw the young child with Mary and his mother and fell down and worshipped him. And when they had opened their treasures, they presented unto him gifts, gold and frankincense and myrrh.
Matthew 2, 12 through 15. And being warned of God in a dream that they should not return to Herod, they departed into their own country another way. And when they were departed, behold, the angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream, saying, Arise and take the young child and his mother and flee into Egypt, and thou be thou there until I bring thee word, for Herod will seek the young child to destroy it. When he arose, he took the young child and his mother by night and departed into Egypt, and, and was there until the death of Herod, that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by the Lord of the prophets, saying, Out of Egypt I have I called my son. Matthew 2, 16 through 23. And Herod, when he saw that he was mocked of the wise men, was exceeding rough, and sent forth and slew all the children that were in Bethlehem and in all the coasts thereof from two years old and under. According to the time which he had diligently inquired of the wise men, then was fulfilled that which was spoken by Jeremy the prophet, saying, In Ramah was there a voice heard in lamentation and weeping and great mourning, Rachel weeping for her children would not be comforted because they are not. Because when Herod was dead, behold, the angel of the Lord appeareth in a dream to Joseph in Egypt, saying, Arise and take the young child and his mother and go into the land of Israel, for they are dead which sought the young child's life. And he arose and took the young child and his mother and came into the land of Israel. But when he heard that Archelaus did Rain in Judea in the room of his father Herod, he was afraid to go thither. Notwithstanding being warned of God in the dream, he turned aside into the parts of Galilee, and he came and dwelt in the city called Nazareth, that it might be fulfilled which was spoken of the prophets he shall call Nazarene.
Amen. Well, at this time, uh, if we could, uh, uh, Brother Kenny, if you and Brother Isaac could grab some offering plates, we're going to take the offering. But I want to say thank you, young people, for all that uh, you have done, all you're going to do uh, in the future. Great program, yeah, a lot of work put into it. Will, thank you, and all the ladies and people that help Will. I want to thank you for your uh, diligent work. You've been doing this, working on this in Sunday school and uh, children's church for uh, probably two and a half months or so. And so uh, I want to just say a special thank you to, to all of you. Amen. Now, we're going to, uh, uh, the real reason we gave you those candles tonight was so that you could uh, uh, turn them on and find your billfold, all right? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Amen. But we want to take an offering, and it's on Wednesday night. Our offering always goes to uh, our youth work, help with uh, offset the cost of that. So if you will, you give tonight. Amen. Brother Isaac, lead us in prayer, if you will, please, sir. Yes, Amen. Amen. time. I believe Miss Peyton and Harper are going to uh, sing a special for us tonight. Amen.
time of year are really humbled by the season that we're a part of. And no matter what we do, no matter what we say, and you know, we can uh, always uh, be with the Lord. And the Lord is with us. He proved his love to us a long time ago. And these young people are so wonderfully portrayed that tonight. I would ask you that tonight and the days ahead, you be praying, if you will, for uh, Ms. Donna Atkins and her family and the uh, passing of Brother Bill. And then I'd ask you to be praying for Brother Lane and Ms. Erica and uh, McKenna Harner there be traveling back tonight. They went to Knoxville this evening or this morning very early uh, to be there for the uh, funeral memorial service for Dr. Clarence Sexton. And so be praying for them. Well, I just want to say a special thank you to Brother Will and these people that have helped you, Brother Will. Uh, thank you for well done, well done. And I'm not going to preach. I'm just going to read some scripture tonight. Out of, first, out of Galatians chapter 4. Uh, they've pretty well done what uh, everything needs to be said. Wes has done a tremendous job with the uh, reading of the scripture. And uh, nothing like the reading of scripture. When you open up the Bible, as Dr. Barber says, you open up the mind of God. And you want to know what God wants and what God thinks and what God's uh, interested in. You'll find it right here in the scriptures. Amen. And so if you will look, if you will, in, in Galatians chapter five, uh, chapter five, chapter four tonight and verse number one. Now I say that the heir, as long as he is a child, differ nothing from a servant, though he be Lord over all, but as under tutors and governors until the time appointed of the father. Even so we, when we were children, were in bondage under the elements of the world. But when the fullness of time was come, God sent forth his son made of a woman, made under the law, to redeem them that were under the law, that we might receive the adoption of sons. And because ye are sons, God hath sent forth the spirit of his son into your hearts, crying, Abba, Father. Wherefore, thou art no more a servant, but a son, and if a son, then an heir of God through Christ. Well, what a tremendous passage of Scripture here. And as we think of this matter of Christmas and uh, uh, all the Christmas joy, now, I'll tell you what you do. Uh, why don't you just go ahead and light your candle, all right? Just light your candle. If you don't have one, uh, you're going to represent the darkness, amen? But... Uh, and so do that. But me, if I had to do this, I did Brother Bill's funeral 
And next time I get to talk to Will, Willie Kaufman, I'm going to say there's a couple things you need to do. You need to light up that pulpit a little bit more. Man, I'll tell you what, my eyeballs are so tired the time I got home, I couldn't see straight, amen? But uh, uh, I'll leave these lights on for, for me tonight, amen? And uh, I look better in the dark, I know, but uh, I want you to, I want to be able to see the, the scriptures tonight. And so, uh, you know, when you think about it, uh, what did it take to have Christmas? What, what really does it take to have Christmas? Now, we understand that between Malachi and Matthew was some 400 years, and that is called the, the silence period, where God did not speak. There was no revelation. There was no new scripture written. And God was just simply allowing the nation of Israel to do what? To get their fill of the world. And all of a sudden, what happens? God begins to move and begins to send the angel Gabriel. And he talks to uh, Zacharias in the temple as he's laboring there. Uh, burning incense and so forth in there. And he tells them that, you know what? Hey, you're going to have a son. You're going to call his name John. And you know what he's going to do? He's going to announce the coming of the Messiah. And, of course, as always, some people get confused about things. And and so people begin to think, well, you know, is uh, John the... Is he the Messiah? And so they asked him. He said, no, I can tell you the one that's coming after me, I'm not worthy to unlace his shoestrings. So in the midst of this dark day, this time when uh, travel and trade were uh, had a road system throughout the, the known world and the, uh, and the world there. You stop and think about it. The Roman Empire came on the scene and, and literally transformed the political face of the world. And they built roads and made travel easy and, and did away with a lot of the uh, barriers that kept people from traveling around the world. And in all this, the darkness spiritually was, was real and the darkness in, that the world was under and was in was just tremendous. Oh, there was religion everywhere. Israel was, was uh, very religious. But yet, the Bible says here that in the fullness of time, God began to move. You see, Christ was born at the right time. Born politically at the right time. Born when the, the nation of Israel was looking for relief from the, the domination of, of Rome. Uh, at that time, people had begun to think, well, maybe it's time for the Messiah to come. And all of a sudden, there was an announcement. The announcement given to the shepherds on the hillsides of Judea. I've stood on those hillsides where the angel is supposed to have announced to the shepherds the Savior is going to be born. My dear friends, I want you to know something. It's a clear view. There was no mistake of who was doing the announcing. There was no, no mistake about who was receiving it. You see, God didn't tell it to the king. He didn't tell it to him, but he did tell it to wise men. He told it to the Magi there in, in Babylon and in, in the Far East there. And, and they traveled. It took them some probably two, maybe three years to get there. But in that announcement to these shepherds, this shepherd, these shepherds came and, and they saw the, the Savior and they began to broadcast around all that was going to take place. You see, the prophets had told Israel, the Messiah, when he would come, where he would come, and, and who it would be that would come. And this child that was born, I want you to know something. 
this child that was born was not just a babe, but it was the God-man. 100% God, 100% man. You say, do you believe Jesus was, was a good baby? Sure, I believe he's the best baby that, that was ever born. But I, you say, do you think he cried? Sure, he cried. You get hungry, you cry. I cry. He was a man. He got hungry. He got tired. You can read the scriptures and see that in the gospel. But yet in all of it, I, I want you to know that Christ was born at the right time. And that brings us to the point tonight, why was Christ born? Why did God choose to, to do what he did by sending his son? Well, you know the reason why, because of what took place in the Garden of Eden. Because of the sin of Adam and Eve. Because Adam willfully disobeyed God and Eve was deceived by the serpent. And, and God knew that there had to be a way to do what? To, to remedy the, the, the downfall and, and man being cast into sin. And in that, it says, when the fullness of time was come, God sent forth his son, made of a woman, made under the law. Oh, I want you to know something. The miraculous birth of Christ was this, that it was that his mother, Mary, who was a virgin, and the, the Holy Ghost came upon her. Uh, you see, uh, Jesus never had a sin nature. You didn't have, you see, you get your sin nature from your father. Some of you wives say, amen to that. I know that, that's true. But you are the daughter of Adam and Eve, so don't worry. Don't, don't push your, your luck too much, ladies, all right? But the thing I want you to see is that he was, God sent forth his son. When God sent forth Jesus into the world, why did he send Jesus to the world? Because he loves you. It's easy to love this group of kids here. They're sweet. They're kind. Most of the time they're sweet and they're kind. Most of the time. But they do have their mom and dad's traits, and so they, they get bent out of shape. But it's easy to love them. Sometimes it's not easy to love older people, is it? Sometimes we're cantankerous. Sometimes we're honorary. Sometimes we say the wrong thing. We say it may be the right thing in the wrong, wrong way. Whatever it is. Why did God send his son? He loves you. Never forget that. No matter how far away from God you are, no matter where you are in, in life, no matter what, uh, what you think of God, you say, Brother Rutter, I don't believe in God. doesn't change the fact that God still loves you. Well, why does God love me? Because God wants you to spend eternity with him. God wants you, you, to spend eternity with him. And the only way you can spend eternity with God in heaven is through his son. Through faith in the finished work of Jesus Christ on Calvary's tree. And the resurrection of Jesus was just the stamp of the Father's approval of what Christ accomplished on Calvary. So tonight, as we celebrate this Christmas season, our scriptures tell us that in the fullness of time, God sent his Son for the very purpose, as verse 5 says, to redeem them that were under the law, that he might receive the adoption of sons. Oh, I want you to know, redeem means to buy out of the slave market of sin. Oh, grab a picture of this. You, you think of the worst cesspool of sin that, that could possibly find human beings in. My dear friends, Jesus Christ walks in the midst of it and say, if you'll receive me, you'll believe on me, I'll bring you and deliver you from this cesspool. Yeah. 
You see, he's done everything possible to make it, make it where you can go to heaven and you can spend eternity with God. That is, the scripture says here that you can be adopted into the family of God. The great thing about being adopted is, is that according to the laws of our land, that if you adopt a child, you can never disinherit that child. He's yours for eternity. And God says, I want you to know something. When you come to Jesus and receive him, and you accept his payment for your sin, I adopt you and you become my son. That's the reason tonight that you know what? You can go to the Father in the midst of your trouble. You can go to the Father every day and say, Dad, I want you to know something. I love you, but I need this. I need that. Lord, you know, this person needs to be saved, whatever it is. That's the reason that you and I tonight can go and become what we should be. Now, what is my responsibility as a child of God? Brother Jared, if you would kill these lights up here. Hmm? Just kill them. Shoot them. As Maxwell Smart would say, shoot them. Shoot the lights out. Amen. Now, these lights aren't very bright in themselves, are they? And I, like I say, I look better in the dark. I realize that. But you know what? My responsibility is as Jesus told his disciples on the Sermon on the Mount, that you are the light of the world. You know what? One little light may not do much, but you know the one thing that light does? It dispels and does away with darkness. And so this Christmas season, you know what let's do as God's children? Let's let our light shine that others may see Jesus in us. The darkness that we're facing, the, the, the awfulness of the attitude and hatred and, and demonic uh, spirit that people have today, only one thing will take care of that, and that's the light of the glorious gospel of Jesus Christ. Father, I pray tonight, as our young people have so adequately and well done, told the truth of the Christmas story. And Lord, as you say in Scripture, in the fullness of time, God sent his Son to deliver us, to redeem us, to give us an abundant life that our light might shine that men in darkness might see the light and come to the light and believe the truth concerning the light. And we just love you tonight. Thank you for what you've done. Thank you for your goodness to us. Thank you for this wonderful time of year. And I pray that, Lord, tonight as these young people have so wonderfully told your story, may you, Lord, bless them at this time of year. Lord, may you take these young people that are, Lord, just tender and, Lord, humble as children should be. May you take them and use them for your glory to reach a dark world. We'll love you tonight. Thank you for this day. Thank you for our time together tonight. And may you, Lord, get the glory. And may Jesus be uplifted. And we'll give you the praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. God bless you. Merry Christmas. Amen. Amen. And you can just lay the, the, the uh, candles in the pew and we'll pick them up, all right? Amen. Amen, Brother Tony. I, I, was, I know we're supposed to have another song. But <laughs> yeah, I didn't see that. Yeah.